BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. My name's Olivia Perez. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, and the host of Friend of a Friend a show where we sit down with some of my friends, your friends, and new friends to host inspiring conversations about building something from the ground up. I am so excited for today's episode because it's something totally different than we've ever done before, but an issue that I'm really passionate about and that I think is super imperative to all of our health and something that we should be informed on as much as possible, our dental health. Now, I know that that's probably the most unsexy topic of all time for a podcast episode ever, But I brought on a really trusted source of mine and a luminary in the dental industry to give us all the facts straight. Dr. Karush Madahi is a leading dentist in Beverly Hills and a best-selling author of his latest book, Toxic Overload, the truth about your body's natural defenses and how to experience whole body health. He's one of the most well-known dentists today and has been practicing for over 33 years, creating smiles and improving the overall health of his clients through dentistry. His passion and mission is driven around informing his patients about the connection between our oral health and our microbiome, which is made up of trillions of bacteria, fungi, and other microbes that live on and inside our human bodies. So like in our skin, ears, eyes, mouth, and gut. In a time where we're extremely reliant on sanitizers, he's arguing the opposite through his first ever non-toxic, organically derived line of oral products called Lumino. In this episode, Dr. Madahi tells us where we're going wrong with caring for our teeth and how we can suffer lifelong consequences because of it. He also provides us some quick fixes and tells us all about his new line, Lumino. Here are my friends, Dr. Madahi, who's joined by Lumino's chief brand officer, Caroline Dugan. How are you guys? I'm so excited to have you on the show. We are excited to be with you. Very excited. So I always start the show off by posing a hypothetical question. We are best friends. Tell me what's on your mind this week. So what's on my mind this week is how we are going to get the message of microbiome for people to understand as rapidly as possible. That's what's been on my mind for the past three years. (laughs) That's one thought stuck in my head. Yeah. That one's on both of our minds a lot, I think. We talk about it all the time. We're constantly trying to figure it out. You know, today when I was taking a shower, I thought of a story that I think is interesting. As late as about 100 years ago in Kona Island, Hawaii. Uh, Kona Island is famous for their volcanic activity. And every time there was a volcano, people thought the gods were upset. And they would sacrifice women and children to appease the gods. So this is as late as 100 years ago, right? So what we're dealing with today is the same concept, 
that we think bacteria is bad and we're killing all of them. And what we are doing in the process, we are creating superbugs, we're creating autoimmune disease, we are destroying our immunity, and we are becoming more and more dependent upon chemicals, whereas we have survived for thousands of years without these chemicals. That's the thing that's constantly running through my head as to make people understand that sometimes we don't know how to do something and we're going down the wrong path. And it's only in the future we find out that was the wrong path. Yeah, and I think that's especially relevant today, right? We're these days we're also worried and thinking about our health all the time and it's in the news constantly. And I think we're, we're, we're more self-reflective about our own personal health and our family's health than we probably ever have been. So I think that it becomes even more and more prevalent um, in our minds as we're trying to help people understand their bodies a little bit better in a way that will help them not just when they're thinking about their oral health, but when they're thinking about their overall health in general. I'm particularly excited to have both of you on the show today because I have a young audience. I'm 26 years old. And the research that both of you have done is so incredible and definitely necessary for people my age to bring into their lives and and as they get older. But before we jump into that, because I'm very excited to unpack that, could you both introduce yourselves, who you are and what your passion work is? Yes, my name is Dr. Kurosh Mudahi. I am a dentist. I've been a dentist in Beverly Hills for the past 33 years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Lumino Oral Essentials, a non-toxic oral care line. And I'm Carolyn Dugan, and I am the chief brand officer of Lumino Oral Essentials. I've been with the company since day one. Really have a background in copywriting. I have a passion for writing and storytelling, um, which is kind of how we have built this brand to really communicate with people about messages they're not used to getting, like talk non-toxicity in your mouth and your you know, products. I'm going to get into this quite a bit, but I feel like dentistry in general is very polarizing. And I feel feel mean saying that to you guys, but I'll just say it in general. I feel like every- I agree with you. (laughs) I think the industry itself is really polarizing. And because of that, I think that there, and you can definitely attest to this, there's so much information that people aren't privy to that can dramatically change their lives. I'd love to hear a little bit about what the main goal is of Lumino and even the book that you just wrote, which is called The Toxic Overload, what the main goal is and what the message is of both of the things that you're working on in an effort to change probably what is one of the biggest problems in our health today. So I'm going to start with that question in terms of dentistry being polarizing. Having been a dentist for 33 years, what I continually see is people that are afraid of going to the dentist, have some sort of fear. And what is for sure known is that people are not born being afraid of dentists. The profession itself has had a big part of creating this fear. And basically, the fear comes from having pain while you are in the dental office. So my passion for the past, I think, 25 years has been, what do we do as a preventative measure so that we are not having these types of experiences in a dental office? Why do we have so many cavities that leads to getting injections and having pain or root canals and things like that? 
what can we do so that we're preventing gum disease so that you won't lose your teeth and you don't have to end up with bridges, implants, or some removable thing in your mouth. The whole thought process has been something to do with the preventative measures. And in order to prevent something, you really fully have to understand what is the root cause of that problem in order to prevent it. And I think the simplest example I can give you is that I remember I used to work on my mother-in-law and every three months she had new cavities. And I couldn't understand. She, she was brushing her teeth, flossing, good oral hygiene, not that much sugar, yet she was having cavities every three to six months until I found out some of the medications she was taking was causing dry mouth. And that dry mouth was what was causing the recurrent cavities. And this became very apparent to me when uh, the doctor's show contacted me regarding a 31-year-old guy, very sweet, out of Northern California, with all of his teeth broken down all the way to the root, to the gum line. And at 31 years old? At 31 years old. And there was infection wow. on every single tooth. Yet he didn't have any pain because three years earlier, he was diagnosed with a rare genetic disease of lacerations and ulcers on, on his legs. And he was on pain pill. And these pain pills were narcotics that was causing dry mouth as well. And that dry mouth caused all of the teeth to get broken down. He didn't feel any pain because he was on pain medication. So if you don't understand truly the cause of what is causing the cavities, what you're going to say and the lectures you're going to hear at the dental office, did you floss? Did you brush? Did you eat sugar? Why don't you do this? You have to have cleanings every three months, every two months. But the root cause is something else. So understanding this was a key. And then once you understood where does sensitivity come from, where does dry mouth come from? And then also I'm a cosmetic dentist. What I also saw is that over time, people were the staining on their teeth got more and more to the level that we would do whitening in the office a month later, the same type of staining had returned. And I started to think with, how can we just constantly put these chemicals on people's teeth? Because after a while, the teeth became sensitive. So we got sensitivity due to the whitening products. And the whitening products stopped working because the teeth are sensitive. And people are on medication. They have dry mouth. You see, it's all external factors. And then one other myth that I want to talk about is that people normally think as they get older, they're going to get gum disease, which is absolutely not true. Gum disease has nothing to do with age. Gum disease starts with inflammation, which is gingivitis, bleeding gums. And if ignored, it will continue on to become gum disease. So if we can reverse gingivitis and inflammation, then we can stop gum disease at any age. And so people do not have to get gum disease. So we understood the root causes. A lot of research went into it. And then I started to look into 
what are the products that would actually take care of my patients. And no matter what I used on certain patients, be it the national brands, FDA approved products, to natural products, I couldn't find a product that actually handled these problems correctly. And when I started to look at the ingredients list, I was mortified as to the types of chemicals that we're putting into these mouthwashes and toothpaste. And a simple example is if you want whiter teeth, why do we put blue, green, purple, yellow dye into the mouthwash? If you are so concerned about oral cancer, why do we put alcohol in the mouthwash? If you are worried about gum irritation, why do we put SLS, sodium lauryl sulfate, which is the foaming agent in all national brands that you are using, that we use that same foaming agent in the car wash? Why are we doing these things? Wow. Made no sense to me. And I never wanted to really create a product for consumers. All I wanted to do was just take care of my own patients. And having a practice in Beverly Hills with the most demanding patients in the world, I had to constantly come up with solutions that would take care of them without harming them in a different way. We'll be right back after the break. All of my listeners who are wine drinkers, meet Usual Wines, a wine company for the modern drinker. Usual takes an artful approach to making real wine, but delivers it in a generous single-serve glass. It's truly the perfect glass of wine. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is like a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine, which means no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish a bottle. Because of the single-serve format and bottle design, Usual is always fresh, so you can say goodbye to flat or stale rosé. Usual wines are made from world-class AVAs, which are American viticultural areas in California, like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara, and are made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. The wines are low-carb and have zero grams of sugar, too, making Usual a truly clean wine brand. They offer a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling white wine called Brut, and are also offering a limited-production Brut rosé, just in time for summer. I'm a huge fan of their mix pack. For $80, you get a box of their 12 best glasses of wine delivered straight to your home to crack open after a nice long day of quarantine. Go check out their website at www.usualwines.com. That's U-S-U-A-L-W-I-N-E-S.com. And use my discount code FRIEND for $8 off on your first order and try your first glass on us. You got what I need. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Potts. And I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are the hosts of That's So Retrograde. Heard of us? For the past 200 and some episodes, we've been trying to figure out what the hell wellness is. We have inspiring and fun conversations with all types of amazing people, from healers to comedians to whatever's in between. We're five years in, but we're just getting started. So hop on board every Thursday to join the party and route to living your best life. And don't forget your cannabis. Or to check us out on Instagram at So Retrograde. That's right. Bye. See you there. You mentioned dry mouth a lot, which I know is an epidemic in the dental world today. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Because someone like me has no idea what it is or if I could even be suffering from it. Right. So it's interesting because um, I would say there is 60% of the people that are actually suffering from dry mouth and they have no idea. That's a huge percentage. Wow. When I start to ask my patients some of these questions to see if they have dry mouth, because so initially when I ask my patients, do you have dry mouth? Everybody says no. And then I, I ask them, do you drink a lot of water during the day? Of course I do. You have to be hydrated. Okay. 
do you put a cup of water next to your bed at night? And they said, yeah, in the middle of the night, sometimes my mouth is dry. Normally, you should never get up in the middle of the night and drink any water. The reasons why you would do that is because either you're a mouth breather, that means that you have a deviated septum and you cannot breathe through your nose, or you have allergies, you cannot breathe through your nose, or you are taking some sort of a medication that is causing the dry mouth. The list of medications today that cause dry mouth is in upwards of 450 different medications. So anybody who's on anti-anxiety drugs, on antidepressants, is on any heart medication, diabetic medication, on pain pills, even Advil. If you take Advil every day, you're going to get dry mouth. So the list goes on and on. And people are taking these medications on a regular basis and make up a lot of these people that have dry mouth. And the symptom is you wake up in the morning, you have to drink, drink water as a first thing. You, can, you have a hard uh, time swallowing if you're not drinking water. And also the tongue seems stuck to your cheek and all of these things. And the main issue is that when you drink water, you make the situation worse. And that's what people don't know because there's very little saliva you already have. And when you drink water, you dilute that amount of saliva even further. So the situation with the cavities increases because saliva is the natural antibiotic that you have that combats the cavity-causing bacteria in your mouth. So when the saliva goes down, those type of bacteria go up. Yeah, so when you talk about bacteria, it is true that you have a lot of bacteria in your mouth, but what people don't know is 98% of the bacteria in your mouth are healthy, protective bacteria that's protecting you against infection and disease. And these are the bacteria we have to protect and enhance and not kill. And unfortunately, when you're using the antiseptic mouthwashes, all you are doing, you're destroying all of these healthy bacteria. Wow, that's insane. (laughs) That's so crazy. One of the things that we've really battled with since the start, and when you say that, you know, dentistry is very polarizing, you couldn't be more right. Because one of the things we battle constantly is that people really have been marketed to in a very particular way. You know, we see all of these claims on all of these packages in the dental aisle and, you know, and in hand sanitizers and a lot of soaps and things kills 99.9% of bacteria. And we have this concept that we want to go in and just napalm them, just like get rid of as many bacteria as possible because there could be one in there that's bad. And, you know, we've gotten this, we've all seen those commercials where the bacteria, these little mean guys are like these cartoon mean guys. And we've been fed that for so long that we really have this concept and this idea that bacteria are all evil. And the only way to handle it and to be healthy is to just kill as many of them as possible. Well, you know, some years ago when we started hearing about the gut, you know, and probiotics for the gut, this tide started to turn a little bit. Bacteria in your gut, we started to know that these bacteria, there are bacteria in your gut that are really good for you and and we need them there. Now we're starting to try and have that same conversation about the mouth. You have bacteria in your body, all over your body that are doing all kinds of things for you. You know, hormone regulation, they are creating vitamins, all kinds of things that are so, so helpful and beneficial that when we go in and we just wipe as many of them as we can out, 
then we end up in trouble and we end up creating a vacuum and superbugs and all these things come in. So we really have to look at the actual cause of disease and infection, which is not the bacteria themselves, but the toxins that they excrete. So you mentioned earlier when we first started this episode about the microbiome, which I feel like is a buzzword the past five years in health. Everybody wants to clear up their microbiome, which is your gut. And you just wrote a book called The Toxic Overload, The Truth About Your Body's Natural Defenses and How to Experience Whole Body Health. And I'd love to hear about your research and the things that you've discovered in your 20 years of research as it correlates to dental health and your gut health. The first thing we have to clear up is certain definitions. We start with a definition of what is a microbiome. Microbiome is basically microorganism, mainly bacteria, and some viruses and some fungis that are in your body or on your body. So where is the microbiome? It's all over your skin. So your skin has pores. That's how uh, when you sweat, the sweat comes out of the pores. So there is a communication between the inside and outside through the pores. The reason why you don't get in skin infection so much is the microbiome that's covering your skin and is protecting it against the harmful things that could penetrate your body through your skin. So when you use hand sanitizers and these wipes uh, constantly, one of the things you're doing is you're killing the microbiome. And that killing of the microbiome, what it does is that it creates other types of uh, harmful bacteria to be able to stick on your skin and grow. So how much do you hate the hand sanitizer craze that we're in right now? (laughs) The the hand sanitizer (laughs) drives me crazy. I'm sure. (laughs) It sounds like it. I'm not against hand sanitizers. What I'm against is the overuse or the non-correct use of it. So in a healthcare setting, such as a dental office, a medical office, or in a hospital, Hand sanitizers and wipes are very, very key and important. But at home, in your own home, you constantly wiping down all of these surfaces with these types of antibacterial, antimicrobial type of products, it's going to not only destroy the microbiome in your skin, but it's going to penetrate your skin and go into your body. And unfortunately, we are surrounded by antimicrobial products at home. So from the hand sanitizers to the wipes to the uh, detergents in our washing machine and dishwasher, uh, cleaning supplies around the house, there's all sorts of antimicrobial products that are there that is constantly somehow penetrating our body. So that's in terms of the skin. Then we have microbiome in our eyes. Look at the amount of pollution that's in the air. The only reason you don't get eye infection is because of the microbiome protecting your eye. We got microbiome in our ear. That's why you don't get ear infection so much. It's in our nose, it's in our gut, it's in the birth canal, and it's also in our mouth. So people normally think the reason why they stay healthy is because of their immune system. Immune system only kicks in when you have inflammation or infection. So something had to have happened before the immune system gets kicked in. So the microbiome is the first line of defense that is not letting these bad bacteria and viruses to come in, adhere to the surface, and grow because they are taking up space. And uh, one of the things that we talk about in the book was that 
a real estate. Imagine you're in Manhattan and there is no free space for you to build on. Now imagine destroying Manhattan. That's what we do with our hand sanitizers or the antiseptic mouthwashes. We destroy it and we let anything and everything to come into place. So once you've destroyed the place, bad bacteria and viruses can come in much easier because you've destroyed the microbiome that's already there. So when we're talking about this, we've talked about products, we've talked about the oral care products, but now let's talk about what we eat and our diet. 98% of the meat that we eat has antibiotic and hormones in it. So this antibiotic goes in our mouth, destroys the microbiome in the mouth. We swallow it, goes into our gut, and then we destroy the microbiome. When we're talking about fruits and vegetables, it has pesticides. Pesticides are antimicrobial type of ingredients and products. So when you have pesticides on these products, as you eat, you destroy the microbiome in your mouth, and then you destroy the microbiome in your gut. Then certain lifestyles, such as smoking, uh, drinking alcohol, it destroys microbiome in your mouth and then in your gut as you swallow it. And then we go all the way to, even when we're talking about dry mouth, as weed and pot has become legalized, that's another thing that causes destruction of the microbiome, even weighing, and also causes dry mouth at the same time. So these are some of the things that we're doing on a daily basis that is continually putting our body under pressure and is also destroying our first line of defense, which exposes us to become sick. So everybody listening is probably having some sort of a panic attack right now based on all the things that you just said. Um, I know I am, but okay. On the subject of that, what are some things that we can do that help our microbiome? Yeah, I think one of the things that I try to emphasize within this book, which um, Caroline helped me write, is what are the things that you can do on a very gradual step? Of course, eating organic food without pesticide would be a great leap forward in terms of protecting the microbiome. Eating grass-fed, no antibiotic, no hormone meat would be a good leap forward in terms of protecting our microbiome. Washing our hands with soap and water. It's so interesting because in all of the briefings you get from Center for Disease Control, you never hear them talking about hand sanitizers. They're talking about wash your hands frequently with soap and water. Wash the counters with soap and water. Nothing with antibacterial in it. Soap itself, it destroys and gets rid of these viruses and bacteria. Even the COVID-19 type of a virus can be washed away with soap. So washing our hands with soap and water. And then when we get into the oral care products, not using anything that's antiseptic. So the interesting part about this is that the entirety of the dental field has been uh, obsessed with killing bacteria for the past 70 years because cavity is caused by bacteria, bad breath is caused by bacteria, and gum disease is caused by bacteria. So let's kill them all. Until now, the main part of our research was it's not the bacteria, it's the toxins of the bacteria. And this particular research was done on homeless kids in Manila, which was done over a 10-year period. The kids were suffering from a type of gum disease called early periodontitis, which is caused by a type of bacteria called AA bacteria. AA bacteria 
infects about one and a half billion people in the world. And the pattern of destruction is bone and gum loss around four upper front teeth, four lower front teeth, and your back molars. The rest of your mouth and the bone is okay. And it starts to strike people at around age 10, 11, 12. And you mainly see it in Middle East. You see it in Asia. You also see it in South America. But now more and more is becoming more prevalent in the United States. So what was done in this particular study was the kids were asked to rub sea salt on their gums twice a day. And they were followed for 10 years. And what was so amazing was after this 10 years, the disease had stopped, but yet the AA bacteria was still alive. So if wow. AA bacteria is causing the problem, yet the AA bacteria is still alive, it meant it's not just the bacteria, there's something else about this bacteria, which the hypothesis at the time was it is the toxins of the bacteria. It was such a difficult thing to prove, and it has taken us years until about a year and a half ago, we were able to prove the connection between toxins of the bacteria that cause gum disease, cavities, and bad breath, and to the actual problem, and then finding ways to neutralize the toxin. So for the first time ever, we were able to prove there is a product that doesn't harm any bacteria, doesn't kill any bacteria, but it neutralizes the toxin of the cavity-causing bacteria, the gum disease-causing bacteria, and the bad breath. And our signature ingredient in our mouthwash and toothpaste is dead sea salt because it has the most mineral content of any salt. So when we're looking at salts, your table salt has 2% minerals and it kills bacteria. It dries them up. The sea salt has 20% bacteria. It doesn't kill any bacteria. It stops the growth of bacteria. Himalayan salt has 40% mineral and then dead sea salt has 86%. That's our signature ingredient. We're very transparent about our research. Um, the whole goal is to continue to prove that there is a better way. And there's a non-toxic way of creating products that are also safe, but at the same time effective. And Lumino is the first ever certified non-toxic line of naturally derived toothpastes and mouthwashes, right? Absolutely. You are the first and only Amazing. Uh, one in the world that's certified non-toxic. That's amazing. For everybody listening, I will link where you can buy it in the description of this episode. I want to go back a little bit to what we were talking about before, just because I think I have actually had quite a few friends that have had their own challenges with dental hygiene that have had massive effects on their overall health. And I know there's a lot of research that's come out recently about dental hygiene even being tied to Alzheimer's and dementia. I had a friend who is actually, she's been on the show before. Um, her name is Hannah Bronfman. And if you guys go on her Instagram, you can see she did a whole dental health journey last year. She's been very open about that journey. She was really also open about her inability to get pregnant last year. And she believes that the two were actually correlated because she had no idea. She had no pain, but she read a book that led her to a dentist office in Austin. And they told her that her front three teeth were infected. But she never felt any pain and had no idea. And it was causing a ton of infection within her body. She was not able to like confirm that the two were correlated, but she did feel that it had a really big part in her inability to conceive just due to the fact that she had a really big infection in her body that she didn't know about. 
it's interesting you bring this up because um, oh sorry happy note she's she's now pregnant and due soon so yeah. after getting her teeth removed yeah so I had to end that on a really light note but yes she got the teeth removed she's uh, currently pregnant right so I would like to answer this question on a twofold basis one as a practicing dentist but also I want to start with the research in terms of the connection between gum disease and in terms of overall health when we're talking about gum disease, what we're talking about is actual chronic inflammation infection that's in your mouth. So those people that have bleeding gums, those people that have bone loss around their teeth and also continue to have bleeding gums, they have some sort of chronic inflammation and infection. And that chronic inflammation and infection, because it is in your mouth and you get bleeding gums, it can go into your bloodstream, go to your heart, go to different parts of the body. So you mean like the opening, like the lesions where you're bleeding from, allow bacteria to get in, just to be clear? Absolutely. So when you're brushing your teeth, the the gums bleed. That bleeding creates openings for that type of the inflammation and infection to penetrate the blood system and go into your body. So that's why uh, the mouth is a very unique part of our body because There are ways that everything can get into your gut through swallowing. It can also get into your bloodstream through bleeding gums. And also its closeness with the brain and what is happening inside the mouth and how you could go through the blood-brain barrier, it also impacts it. So recent research has, there is a correlation between gum disease and heart disease with lung cancer colorectal cancer, diabetes, premature babies, Alzheimer's, dementia that you mentioned. So there's all sorts of correlations that are going on. Now, when we go into, in terms of what's happening inside your mouth, and we're talking about what you were talking about, uh, the person that you had on your podcast, there are certain studies that have shown linkage between mercury fillings and Alzheimer, mercury fillings and not being able to get pregnant. And then there's also the toxicity around root canal teeth. So all of these aspects, there's some truth in it. And that's why teeth infection and your mouth has a lot of impact on overall health. Okay, let's talk about root canals because I had one and I was in my research for this episode. I was finding out some things I wish I never found out. I had a lot of my listeners, as I was kind of sharing that we were doing this episode, a lot of my listeners ask about the movie that was on Netflix, Root Cause. And I feel like there's a lot of misinformation going around. It's really, really troubling to kind of think of a part of our body that is so like discombobulated in terms of the knowledge that everybody has, especially generationally. Right, right. So I want to talk about this from two perspectives. There's two school of thoughts with regards to root canal. One school of thought is that anytime you do root canal, you will have chronic toxicity and infection around that tooth, no matter what. And the other school of thought is that if you do a root canal, you get to keep that tooth and you can live with that tooth for the rest of your life. These are two school of thoughts, right? So as an example, in Germany and Switzerland, if you ever have any cancer, the first thing that they do before they treat you is that they would ask you to remove all of your root canal teeth and remove all of the mercury fillings before you can get cancer treatment. It doesn't mean 
that if you don't have cancer, they're asking you to remove all of your root canals. But I'm just trying to give a little bit of background color to what we're discussing. What we have to first understand is there's differences between people's bodies and the way that the body reacts to different materials. So I often see patients that have all sorts of allergies that I'm seeing in their mouth due to the dental materials. And we test them, we do a blood test called Clifford test to find out what is a suitable material that we can use for that person. And it varies from person to person. There are people that have zero allergies to certain dental materials, and there are people that have a lot of allergies. So we cannot make categorical statements in terms of root canal, implant, crowns, porcelain, any of these things, because there are certain proteins that are in some people's mouths that is protecting them against the mercury filling, where in others, they get mercury toxicity. So it is not a way to look at stuff. What we have to look at is how could we avoid certain dental materials? We should avoid mercury fillings because there are proper replacements that are not harmful or as harmful. So even with tooth-colored fillings, what we found was that there are tooth-colored fillings because it's a form of plastic. They also have BPA, the same things that we are worried about in terms of plastic bottles. Again, I always advise the person to get a root canal by a root canal specialist. Root canal specialists, that, that the root canals are done with root canal specialists, have the highest rate of success, least amount of reinfection of the tooth. And so we have to constantly think about these things this way because there's a lot of people that have taken a lot of root canal teeth out of their mouth. And then that has disrupted the way that they chew food and their digestion as well. So we cannot just apply one concept to everything. It's best to handle it properly with proper research. I love that school of thought. I feel like there is, especially in the health world right now, there's a lot of overgeneralization. And I think it's really important for everybody to take an independent approach to the issues that they're having and really be honest and open with their doctor and also get a wide set of opinions. Absolutely. You know, we talk about that a lot in the book about the way that people have made these broad strokes of like, this diet is good for everyone. And this, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Everyone and should be used every day because it solved this one problem one time. That's just not really everybody and every's, everybody's body is different. And so you have to really be thinking about your body and what's good for your particular body based on, you know, the makeup of your body, as opposed to just thinking that everybody should be keto or everybody should be this. It, it, we have to take it case by case because everybody's body is different. If there's one thing that you could tell everybody listening right now to stop doing for their teeth, what would you tell them to do? not do. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about two or three things that are very common things to do. Number one, eating raw almonds can crack your teeth. I want to start with that. So I do a lot of crowns on, in people's mouths due to cracks from raw almonds. Sliced almonds, soaked almonds are actually the most nutritious way of eating almonds because it wants you soak it. There's a particular gas that gets secreted and then also taking off the skin, you having that, that almond is what is best for you. In a lot of countries, lentil, beans, almonds, walnuts, rice is soaked in water for 24 hours before 
consumption. Wow. So that's one thing I want to talk about almonds. The other thing is that coffee, tea, green tea, green juice, red juice, all of these things. Red green, wine. Red wine. Some of them have health benefits, but they have a lot of staining effect. So uh. <laughs> I know every, everybody has a cup of coffee. So using whitening products that has peroxide to keep the teeth white is going to cause a lot of sensitivity in their mouth. And then the other one is using any type of an alcoholic mouthwash or antiseptic mouthwash. It dries the mouth and it kills all of the microbiome. These are the three things that I would tell them to avoid. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It was so amazing to talk to both of you and hear about all these things that we should already know but don't know. Can you let us know where we can find Lumino and also how we can order your book? I'll let Caroline actually answer this question. So the book is available on Amazon and we're also doing an audible version of the book right now that should be released in Amazing. a couple of weeks. So hopefully when this airs, you guys will be able to just go ahead and listen to that soothing, you know, medical information coming to you while you're on your commute, in your commute to actually you probably don't commute that much anymore. So when you're pretending to commute from your bedroom to your kitchen, the more, you know, yeah, the more, you know, and then in terms of the product itself, Lumino, uh, you know, you can always go in our store locator on our website and find the store that's closest to you. Obviously we sell it on our website and we sell it on Amazon, but we're currently in Walgreens all over the United States um, and select Walgreens all over the U S and also um, whole foods in Southern California and some parts of Nevada and Arizona. And then uh, Wegmans, in, you know, sort of the New York area. So those are some of our, our bigger chains that you could, you know, certainly find it. If you're going grocery shopping, you can pick up Lumino too. But yeah, I mean, we, we have a, a huge online presence. You can always find a lot of our information. Our studies are on our website. I love that. That's amazing. The book has uh, about 150 peer-reviewed research project as uh, references as well. That's awesome. It was so amazing to meet both of you. Thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing and sharing the knowledge and information with us. I really appreciate both of you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.